It is the NPCs. It is, for us, Friday, August 13th, 2021. Of course, for you, it is probably August 17th, 2021. My name is Travis, and of course, I am joined by Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hello. There he is. What's up? Yeah, see, he's hiding over there somewhere. So, it's been a little while. We needed ourselves a little bit of a break there, just because the uh, open critic stuff has been keeping us rather busy on top of our other responsibilities, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was going to say, I wouldn't say I'm wrong there. I'd say we've been plenty no. busy as adults, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, just today's been super tiring, especially. So Wow. It, it's been a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the other part, too, it being Friday the 13th out of oh, everything. Oh, maybe that's it. That's what's doing that's it. That's got to be it. That's what's doing it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. It's a weird bad luck situation because for us, it's you know it's not only Friday the 13th, but for me, it's payday. And so I got paid, and on top of it, I know it's like the money's there, but it's like bad luck. I don't want to go pay any bills yet because I don't want to accidentally like hit the button overpay or something and then be left without because it's like I got things I want to buy that are not bill-related, and I don't want to screw myself over with that bad luck. But anyway, you're not here to listen to our woes. You're here to listen to about like us talk about video games. So, Kyle, I have something cool to tell you. Oh, yeah? Video game-wise, I do. Um, you played a video game? I played a couple, actually. Uh, I played a couple. <laughs> oh, with, my God. Well, I mean, we played a couple in the last few weeks, of course. Well, you yeah, and I but together. I mean, beyond that. No, um, so I finally, like, I don't know if I talked about this in the last time I recorded anything, but I finally went ahead and pulled the trigger and uninstalled Warzone. I am completely done with that game. I've got Warzone gone off my PC. Mm-hmm. I've uninstalled it from my Xbox. I'm done with that game. The level of hacking in there has just driven me insane. The the monotony of even trying to play that game just is not making it fun. It's making it a chore. So mm-hmm. I decided mm-hmm. to jump on the bandwagon and reinstall Apex Legends. Um. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and there's so much that's changed in that game since the last time I played. I couldn't even tell you what I'm looking at. Like, my kid was talking to me about it the other day because he's just like, he's like thousands of hours It seems like, I mean, well, maybe not thousands, but he's got a lot of time in that game. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with him, um, you know, when he's trying to ask me these like places, like, where were you? What happened here? What happened here? It's like, I don't know where you're talking about. We dropped into this spot and this thing happened. That's it. Uh, But the big thing about Apex Legends for me is that the first time I booted it up to actually play again, Mm -hmm. played trios with a couple randoms and we won. I actually, it was like the first time hopped in and won. And I ended up walking away with like four kills, I think. Which for me in a game itself is pretty good. Like, especially Apex Legends. But to load up the game for the first time in months and first one get into and we win, it was like, okay, I can can deal with that. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I should have stopped there because every other game I played after, I just did terrible. I should have tried to party up with those guys that I was playing with, but... I just, I didn't do it. So, here we are. Kind of makes you wonder if uh, Apex is one of those games that, that suffers from that uh, draw-you-back-in tactic, where they they see that you haven't played on that account for a little while, so you, they pair you with, with people that are, like, really good, or, you know... I mean, it's possible. So, you, you have a greater advantage or you, of having a better time that, that first time back. I guess it would require Could, like some testing or something to see if that was the case. I'd feel that more would be, oh, what did I put here? I'd say that more of the situation would be that it's just I just got lucky is really the case. Mm-hmm. I think the only time that you ever get put into any position like that is when you're playing something like competitive because I don't think they have any other sort of skill-based matchmaking in that game except for their their ranked or, or competitive, I guess. Um, but right. they actually call it ranked. 
I think that's the only place you actually end up in that situation where you would match up with people uh, based, of course, on the skill set itself. I think in your standard uh, just quick play randos, I don't think you're going to end up hitting that type of situation. So Mm -hmm. that was whatever. But that was cool Uh, to actually just have happen. I was like, okay, sure. Why not? But the other thing I did, though, besides Apex Legends, um, because Halo Infinite is currently doing its whole uh, mixed bag of like technical preview stuff right now. You know, they had their technical preview. Uh, I think their first one, like, over a week ago. They've got another one coming up sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, open betas in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to kind of start refreshing myself again, and I reinstalled Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC. And I've been playing a lot of Halo multiplayer in that just to kind of get myself reacquainted with what um, Halo multiplayer is like. And, yeah, I that's Halo. I don't know what else to say on that part, but it is Halo. Yeah, um, it's Halo. It, it is fun, though. Like, it's it's not bad to get used to again. Um, it does take a little bit more time because you're used to, like, sprint being a default thing. Crouch slide has become a, a thing. And it's just really... It, it's really weird to try to readapt away from this thing that has kind of become the norm in first-person multiplayer shooters that mm-hmm. is just not... You know, it's just not there in these older games. I mean, Halo 4's multiplayer has a sprint built in by default. Reach is one of the first ones to introduce sprint, but it's a armor ability. It's not a it's not just a default there. It's like that's the one you have to pick or you pick the shield lock or or what have you. But it was it was kind of a weird learning curve to get back into it. But it is actually very enjoyable. It's one of those uh things getting back into that I didn't really know what to expect, but Halo is, is alive and well, and is thriving very well. And right. If you get it installed and we can play a little bit, I'm going to say, I think you'd actually enjoy yourself a lot compared to the segue here into the next game. Of course, that I got installed this last, uh, this last week. And we've been playing a bit of was battlefront two because of, uh, because of course we had our bad luck last night. Um, we did when we were playing. We uh, um, uh, oh God, what's what's the what's the Starfighter um, multiplayer mode? Is it just Starfighter? I is think it, it. I think it was just Starfighter. We were trying to do the uh, Hero Starfighter initially. Yeah, and there was nobody playing that one at all. The community is yeah, just dead. And see, I I thought that was going to be similar to the Hero mode that I had played on. I want to say it was Xbox, but that one it was like. 2v2 or 4v4 or something like that and um it was like one-off so you would go into battle and once once that hero died you couldn't use that hero again and uh granted some of the heroes you could reuse they got used by other team members Mm -hmm. but eventually they they started getting cut off and it was like oh well you can only be this character so like it was like you had to plan the, the how you tactically wanted to win the battle, but that wasn't the case for the hero match that we got to play. No, it wasn't. Absolutely. But, I mean, that wasn't bad. I, that wasn't terrible, except, of course, because I'm so far behind the curve for Battlefront that I didn't have any of, like, the cards unlocked. The people were play, we were playing against had, like, they were maxed out oh, stats yeah. on their cards. And so to be able to actually even chop any of them down, as, like, I was playing as Darth Maul quite a bit, it just it took a lot more effort to actually do that. And so kind of falling behind the curve really messed things up in the uh, kind of there in the short term. But we went and did the Starfighter mode after. And I mean, that was your first time playing that mode on PC, right? That was my first time playing that mode ever. I mean, because I thought you had Battlefront. No, no, never mind. That was Star Wars I, Squadrons I, on, it- on console. Yeah, Squadrons on, and I I have only ever played Squadrons VR. Right, and that's so, that's where it was like, and it is it is quite a bit different. Um, yeah, because I mean the handling is somewhat similar, I guess, yeah. but not really. See, and that's where I was getting a little bit more like kind of confused at is that you were having the problems, but part of me was attributing, okay, maybe it's PC, but I think maybe in my head I crossed Squadrons and that multiplayer mode in Battlefront too. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, it's like, because you were, I mean, just like me, you were 
getting pissed off because it's like, why can't I shoot anything? Why is it just such a bitch to turn? It's it was such a nightmare to oh, even yeah. do anything. I, I found out that um because I, I know this is gonna lead into the next match, um, that we played like that. Yeah. I I I actually turned my mouse like down. I because I on my uh Logitech mouse, I I've got the little clicker next to the the left button. Yep. That I can click it up and down. I I like went four settings down, um, while we were playing in the Starfire Fighters. Interesting. I didn't adjust any of the yeah. settings directly on the mouse itself. I just went into the settings and adjusted mouse sensitivity in game. Oh, but yeah. even See, so, I, I was just like, no, I'll just do it right here on the fly. Yeah, because even so, with that, even with that tweak, it helped a bit. But the only. Th- the only time I actually felt like I had any control was when we were playing as the first order. That was the only time I felt like I actually had any mm-hmm. sort of control or at least proper control over any of the starfighters themselves. And so flying around in but the I... tie interceptor was, was just fine. Right. Uh, I, I, I kind of also think maybe that that's attributed to the fact that, you know, the first time, we played was literally the prior match so it was literally just dipping our toes in and then after that we kind of started processing the match and getting a feel for how how the uh units worked um i do feel like the uh the ties did handle a lot better even though that they're i believe supposedly a faster unit with less armor aren't they or maybe I'm not I have actually that, sure. Vice versa. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. I could have that backwards. I, I could have that backwards. See, I, I haven't played so. enough to be able to actually give you an honest answer on that. So I'm not exactly sure. But regardless, sure. I, I do feel like they did handle better. And that, that uh, auto cannon on the interceptor was amazing. Um, but it didn't always work. Um, no, it seemed like it was well, proximity based that you had to be closer to a target to it yeah. to actually even do anything. Because I kept on deploying it. And it's like. I'm next to somebody. Why aren't you shooting? And it wasn't until I was like, quite honestly, up their ass until it started doing something. But it was already at the end of its actual like usefulness, like or its its use period, because it was on a timer. Mm. And it immediately like it did a couple shots and then put itself away. It's like, oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, and the the cooldown on those suck. Yeah, it, like, I'm guessing cards will even make the it missiles. Better. I I I feel like the uh, missiles could be a little bit better, but maybe that was just me. Yeah, it's like like I was just saying there. I think cards obviously would make it better because you've got faster yeah. reload times. You have better cooldowns because you can actually notice just your standard cannon fire. Um, mm-hmm. and that was running you into problems where it's like, oh, I'm shooting, I'm shooting, and then it's just like, oh, I got a cooldown period. So whatever, just what a, like I'm running, I'm running. Absolutely. And so it was just a pain in the absolute ass to even try to maneuver around. And I was kind of hoping that it would have just come back naturally from the original Battlefront and Battlefront 2 uh, space battles that you would have the like and maybe they were there and they were just mapped to different keys than what I remember. But, um, you know, the ability to kind or of like flip we yourself back around games, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, at that point in time, probably. We're old. Arthritis is already setting in. Uh, we get tunnel vision really quick. You know, we missed our nap time. You know, AARP cards are already in the mail, that stuff. What are we yeah. talking about? We're only in our 30s. What the hell? Um, <laughs> but outside of Battlefront, though, at least, I mean, that game's all right. I think the community is has really shrunk in the years now oh, yeah. and that we just don't have enough people to get into games so you're kind of stuck doing the um, the co-op missions, which for us, at least we can find a couple people to play with. But then everything Man, else first is one we had that night was awesome. That that was like one of the quickest that I've ever played. Yeah, that wasn't too bad at all. That really wasn't. I think it was because we had the competency of the two other people who were playing in there mm-hmm. versus all those bots. Uh, but yeah, Battlefront, I think I'll, revisit every so often here to see what's up um i just think the community is small enough is still going to just be one of those things that take forever uh to get back um especially with all these new things that keep coming out but i gotta ask you something though moving on to another ea title because Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we're at now is just all ea did you watch the battlefield 2042 exodus uh short film i didn't unfortunately okay so uh 
Do you, do you care if I say anything about it now? Are no, you go okay. ahead. I know that w- th- there is a major character that makes a return, so. Uh, you have to forgive me on names. Uh, I think it was Irish was his name. So yeah. the key thing is that they have, based on the way that this is set up, is that this has been confirmed that this is a sequel. Battlefield 2042 is a sequel to Battlefield 4. So this is, oh. so this character itself, this um, Irish was the one that we saw in the 15 second teaser trailer who was running through the the water and that there at the beginning, like, you know, and then the ship's going through. So mm-hmm. basically he's on a mission for collecting this intel um, about a U.S. satellite that's coming down, a U.S. weapons satellite that's coming down. And he doesn't know it, of course, at that point in time, but he's working for, I guess, whoever this this other bad guy is or this this no pats bad guy or whatever he's probably going to end up being like the antagonist in whatever story there is with battlefield 2042 why do we need a storyline for a game that's gonna have no campaign well see that's that's one of those things that i was kind of dwelling on um i mean i will say though is like the way that the 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 little thing went on is that he ends up Irish ends up uh, going up against this one guy. I guess he was partnered up with in Battlefield 4. They have a little bit of a uh, discussion back and forth about, you know, betrayal and stuff. Um, and then the bad guy, like, swoops in with those those rocket-powered Ospreys to go and just kind of shoot everything to hell. And Irish's kid is there on the boat, too. But anyway, so I think what a lot of it is coming down to is what people have seen the success with in Warzone and the success mm-hmm. with Fortnite. In the sense that it's not a story game, but by weaving in story elements as you generate your new seasons is going to garner interest and help to explain why things change. Like, why is it that we go from one season to another and the map now has this? Why is it that when, like, you know, in Warzone, it's like, okay, well, a nuke went off, but they sent everybody back to Verdansk 1984. You know, it's one of those things that it introduces those those story elements, even though it is a multiplayer game. It's just a way to explain stuff. But the fact, though, that they are bridging Battlefield 4 to 2042, I think is probably one of the best things that they can do instead of trying to do some weird retcon on things and kind of start over. Because Battlefield 4's story wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think the I think the multiplayer side of things is just going to hold up very well. So I'm not as concerned about them doing these story things in there. And I think for what we've seen so far, it's going to be really cool, especially with Battlefield Portal and all the different maps coming in oh, from I'm all so those things. Because uh, Jack Frags had a video up after, or he put it up the same time as the Exodus movie came up or a short film came up. Because uh, he's got like contacts with EA and that, so he's seen he saw it way before. So he had a video put up right then and there explaining the thing already. Um, but he uh, actually um, went back and played some old Battlefield 1942 and played on the maps that they are going to be bringing back in Portal. And mm-hmm. I forgot how big those maps were, and oh, it, yes. it, the so, level of detail you think for the early two thousands. Yeah, if they have the one with the boats that has the the two islands, like the big one and the smaller one, and it's got, like, ships on either side, that level is friggin' massive. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the one necessarily, like, because there's two of them coming from 1942, at least for now. Uh, It was a desert map itself. But, again, the fact, though, that he went back and looked at it and was showing off the size of it alone... You know, it makes me really excited to see what Portal's going to look like, especially because, again, I'm stoked for Knives versus Paddles at some point. Oh I'm, I'm God, stoked yeah. to see what else happens, especially like if you put old warplanes versus new warplanes or something like that, you know, mix it all up. I don't know why. It just seems like that would be a real treat when it comes up to that being out there. But Jack Frags put up something there after when he was talking about the bridging of the the story for four in 2042, but at the same time, then also talking about the stuff coming into portal. So I had to ask if you saw that because we've been playing a lot of battlefield four lately as well. I mean, I know I'm tired about like of it talking about it though, too. And I know you are was the Activision blizzard lawsuit going on. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but we've spent a lot of time really not playing any Activision Blizzard stuff and have been playing EA titles. Um, yeah. And so Battlefield 4 is... Don't get me wrong. I miss I miss Overwatch, but I, I don't support what's going on until it's resolved. Me, me so. either. I want stuff addressed too, and it's just really tough to kind of be in that position. Yeah. So we've been playing a lot of EA titles. And, of course, we played some Battlefield 4. And I, I got to say... That game, I'm so glad that that game went free. If you were a uh, uh, a Twitch Prime uh, subscriber and could get the original Battlefield 4 for free, even though it didn't have the DLC, you got the base game, because that jumped mm-hmm. uh, the user base up dramatically. And getting into games and finding servers and playing against people is so fast. It just feels mm-hmm. so good to actually have that instead of it being like a Battle Royale where you die and have to queue up for another game and then die and have to queue up for another game. Fuck that. This is the way it should oh, be yeah. now. Fully agree. So, Fully agree. Yeah. But, oh, man, I just I can't help but gush over just the thought of Halo Infinite and its multiplayer and Battlefield 2042 coming up here in the next few months. I am so, so excited coming up here for the next few months. Just shooters and everything. Oh, yeah. It, it it's going to be a phenomenal uh, couple of months. Yeah, for sure. But I will confess, though, Kyle, I have not touched Mass Effect for weeks what now. The fuck? I just I haven't. It's it's the thought of sitting down and playing a story game right now is just it just seems like such a drain. I don't know what it is. Like, I would be more than happy to sit down and play it. But the last time I remember playing it, like, especially in an evening, I was actually falling asleep as I was playing it. And I'm worried about doing that. I'd much rather do something that just keeps me going. And these multiplayer games are what's doing it. I mean, hell, playing Minecraft, I could see myself doing that for hours and, and lose track of time and not necessarily be bored. But it's something like with the story parts there that it just it feels like it drones on like how I've kind of taken over the podcast tonight and droning on. So that's why, <laughs> you know, I wanted to apologize to you about that and then hand it off. Cause you said you actually, what was it? You almost beat a game this week. Well, let, let's start off with, cause this is where you ended was with the, uh, Minecraft that we already touched on the games that we played together. So I'm not going to cover those. I've got a little bit of a list tonight, actually. A list as he as he um, unfurls the scroll of truth. Yeah, I as I as I drop it and it rolls amongst the clutter on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, speaking of Minecraft, I actually hopped back onto that island that I had started by myself, and I because uh, I had saw you were on earlier. And it was like, you know, an hour before, um, maybe like an hour and a half before the podcast. And I was like, ah, I'm going to hop on that island before I have to eat dinner real quick. And I continued hollowing out my island. And man, I I just need to play more Minecraft. It was just kind of relaxing to, and nice to play Minecraft and just mind-numbing. And that's what that's what's kind of been nice this week because of the, the high stress and everything. Um, just mine some blocks. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Like, seriously, it's just, it's, it's good, easy to, easy to follow along with fun in Minecraft. Well, even and... the combat, yeah, even the combat's not, like, super stressful. I mean, unless you've got a ton of crap with you and you make dumb decisions, then it can get stressful. Which I did um, before we signed oh, on. Man. Yeah, uh, you keep talking, and then I'll tell you about it in a minute because I want to keep hearing about your oh, Minecraft man. experience. Yeah, no, I, 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 I did die one time. Um, I think I accidentally hit an Ender Enderman um, while I was getting attacked by uh, skeletons, so I was gonna die anyway because I went out at night and I didn't have like hardly anything. But I wasn't that far from my base, so it wasn't a big loss, and I was able to recover everything. The following day, I just had to, like, walk my way clear around, like, the island to find out that I was, if I would have turned around and walked on the other side of, like, two hills, I would have been right where I died. But instead, I walked forward, 
walked all the long way around this island back to where I was. And yeah, it it was kind of silly. Um, recovered my crap, went back and continued to hollow out this island. And there, there's all these different stones that I've never seen um, or heard of. Uh, one that starts with a D and I think one that starts with a B. What, uh, Doramite is it, or is something? The, is or... it a white stone? Yeah, yeah diorite looks like and then the b one is gravel. it like a is it black but or more like a gunmetal type gray more gunmetal yeah. so diorite was introduced like back in like version 1.12 or like something like that it was definitely an earlier version um and then basalt was introduced in 116 i it think it wasn't basalt yeah but yeah those are yeah diorite's a decorative block it's just one that you can use for decoration purposes it doesn't have any other value see and i i thought oh well maybe this is what the uh what the dungeon blocks look like um on pc and i was like no that's dumb i know better than that well then maybe what we need to do (laughs) is if you give me a little bit after we're done uh doing the podcast maybe what i'll do is i'll just spin up a quick server here that's just like totally brand new and is not my family server here. And we can uh, potentially try to play again a little bit. Yeah. I thought about hopping on and just like running off and trying to, to make a little place on, on yours, but I, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be weird. Um, you know, that, that that's like your family server. I, I, I don't want to just like, you know, start a place and then you happen on it and go, what the hell's going on over here? Oh, no, trust me. <laughs> there are places that I've come across where we've put up like cobblestone pillars to kind of help us guide our way back. Um, and I was mm-hmm. flying around tonight using the Elytra and sure enough, came across a couple of them. And even one, it's like, wait, what is this one? And then I realized it was the one I had set up to help guide me back from when we had played Minecraft the first time. Um, I didn't realize oh, it was okay. that one. I didn't realize I had gone that direction. I was like, oh, yeah, there's another portal here. So I just went down that. And I got myself home really quick because mm-hmm. I was just out exploring around. Uh, but um, before we carry on, so my death tonight, I was up on top of a mob spawner I had built. And um, a illager um, raiding party was kind of walking through the area. So I took a couple of pot right. shots at him with some arrows, you know, just whatever. And I was like, well, if I take him out, I got villagers here. I guarantee that I'm going to end up kicking off a raid. So it's like, okay, why not? I'm going to be by myself. It would suck, but I'll do it anyway. So I started taking pot shots at him with arrows, and I decided to jump down. Well, I didn't double jump to engage my elytra, so I fell down into a hole my kid had dug and went down like oh, no. 50 or 60 blocks from the top, of, from oh, the top of this all the way. Yeah, and so I blew up and died. Um, all my stuff on the ground, everything. So I rushed back to get it. The raiding party had disappeared. Like they had despawned or something. I go back and a stupid ass skeleton had not only picked up my diamond uh, protection for mending chest plate, my diamond uh, uh, projectile protection three and mending. Uh, yeah. With yeah. All that. Wait, that can happen. Now? What? Yeah. They can pick up your items and use them. Yeah, so like this skeleton, the skeleton that. didn't yeah, even that, have a bow. The skeleton had my sword with fire aspect on it, so I had to take him down what quick. What the hell? Yeah, I, I had spare, so I grabbed extra stuff that I had to go after him. So I took his ass down, and I got my stuff back there really quick. I didn't lose anything save for the experience, but yeah. So don't worry. I even as someone who's played oh, long man. enough, you know, mistakes can be made. So anyway, I didn't mean to take that, away that's from definitely some. Uh, like mummy demastered type crap there because sure. uh, every time you die in that game, every one of your upgrades gets uh gets left behind with your corpse, but your corpse reanimates and you have to fight it. So the further you get on the get on in the game, uh, the more and more difficult it becomes to recover all your crap. Well, the good part though is at least that skeleton was not my reanimated corpse. It just happened to be right next to where right. my stuff dropped. But it's like okay, asshole. I'll take my stuff back now. So I had to, you know, take him down with what I had with me. But anyway, yeah. So don't worry. Even as someone who's played enough and this world has oh, 2,300 and something Minecraft days in it itself. Um, yeah, it's it's whatever. It happens. It's life. So anyway, I didn't mean to get away from your Minecraft story there. But- oh, no, I, I know it's going to happen one day uh, because the way I have this little house built, uh, it's like in the side of a hill but it's at the top of the hill 
Right. And then it kind of goes down in it. Um, so it comes out and there's like one block, but you have to like fall onto the block to get there. And then you have to like work your way into the doorway. So I know I'm going to walk out the front door one day and die because I'm going to be low on health and fall off that little ledge that I have. It does like, I think a heart and a half to like maybe two and a half hearts are damage. And I, I know it's going to happen. And the, the whole reason I built it that way what was so mobs wouldn't be able to get into my place you know i wouldn't attract creepers to my front door you know they they would usually just kind of wade their way out and down this little spot where i i usually fall yeah and uh, the only thing i could recommend on that one because it's like it's always funny when that happens because it's like you need to sacrifice yourself you have to be fast about it but carry a bucket of water with you at all times so oh. as soon as you get there, if you right click at the right time to deploy that water, like just before you hit the ground, it'll, of course, create you the source block. You can land in soft. it and no damage. But you may also That's have awful you, risky. Yeah, you may also have the suicidal creeper that follows you, though, too, that jumps down. I mean, you, you've heard the story of drop bears in Australia. Well, in Minecraft, it's drop creepers and they will drop and they will blow up as soon as they get next to you. <laughs> it's happened to me. It's happened on different videos I've seen. It's a normal part of life, and it will happen to you at one point in time. Oh, it's happened uh, before on on Xbox many times. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I've just been mining the hell out of this island. Um, I need to find more more cotton or whatever so I can build a bed. Um, there was only like two sheep or three sheep on this island, and they didn't leave. They were all different color so i didn't they didn't leave me with enough cotton to actually make a bed mm -hmm. yeah nice that's fun nice yeah uh but yeah that that was actually just like uh i seriously like 30 minutes uh today that i played that one um i i just had to mention it cuz you ended on that minecraft uh but other than that i did beat super liminal and man, that game is really cool. Um, looking back at it, some of the puzzles I probably even going back through, I might forget how to do because it was just so bizarre and so off the wall because it's all perspective based. Mm -hmm. Like you'd have to pick things up, make it larger, make it smaller. <laughs> and some of the ones towards the end of the game get actually fairly difficult. Like um, they're, and some of them not so much. It's some of them. It's just a pain in the ass. Like uh, one, uh, one for instance, you have to. Uh, it's a chessboard, but um, if you don't actually set chess pieces on the tile, um, then the tile you can fall through regardless of what color. It really, is. you just fall into like a dark room or a light room. And how do you get out of that? Then is there a way for you to get yourself out of a situation? Uh, well, you fall through the dark room or light room back to the chessboard. Ah, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if yeah, you were in so a spot it, where you were stuck and had to kind of like reload the game or something to get out. No, no. So the the whole thing is you have to take these two chess pieces off this chessboard behind you and make them real big and set them down and move them as you move across this chessboard on the floor. But if you forget to like uh, actually move to the tile where you set down the piece before you pick up the piece that's setting on the tile that you're on, you could get three quarters of the way through the board and fall through. Okay. Yeah, so some of them, they, they're just kind of finicky, but I, it was a, just a blast. The game is so fun. And some of them, you don't even think about how how to actually complete them. Like, there was one that you're you're in a room that you, you're doing this whole long puzzle, and you're, you're way, working to this way, your way to this doorway, and you open the door, and it's a fucking brick wall. <laughs> and it's like, well, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Well, wow. there, there happens to be an open window that you have to grab the moon. And you once you grab the moon out of the sky, you have to like enlarge it and take stuff off the moon and then make the moon small again. It's just insane. It's super cool. I love that game. Uh, what do you take off the moon? 
Like, like when you're pulling that thing in, like, what is there to take? Like, are you grabbing like a lunar rock? Are you? Grabbing I don't. I don't lander? remember if that one. Yeah, I don't remember if that one you had to take like an object off and then enlarge the object, or if you had to enlarge the moon once you got it in and you had to like go into an object that would after you enlarge the moon. But yeah, that that's typically what the puzzles are. If it's like you know doorway style puzzles, it's enlarging or making something smaller. Or making you smaller by going through a doorway that's larger and then coming out a smaller one. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, it's just it. I don't know. Um, I I know you said your kid had played it. Um, it, it's definitely worth checking out, dude. It's it's just weird, but it's cool and it it's relaxing, and it it, it honestly. It kind of made me tired to play mm -hmm. it, which was good because it was a good puzzle game. It made me excited to play it. But then, like, it worked my brain enough at night that it, I was just like, OK, well, maybe I'll just lay down, you know. So you kind of like felt like you got puzzles... a little bit of that mental stimulation that actually helped you relax. And when you went to bed, it you felt better going to bed. Yeah, definitely. And it's ironic because it's a game about dreaming. <laughs> I I mean that's so, that's a fair I don't know. that's a fair thing I guess on that one like for me it's like like I don't read books anymore and stuff like that with like puzzles and doing like logic puzzles or anything would would be one thing to really help kind of calm things down for sure at night so that's actually not a bad idea I may have to actually go pick that game up then Yeah yeah definitely um and <laughs> the one the one thing cuz I I I kind of made a couple notes about games that I had played here comes um, the scroll, well, at folks. Least one of them. Yeah. Um. I, just one note about this one: the shortest cre credits ever out of any game I've ever played. Like the credits rolled, and like not even a minute and a half later, I swear to God, I could have restarted the game or played the challenge challenge levels right away. Okay. So I mean, that was kind of nice. I I'm a person that sits through the credits on games, but. I, I think that started as, well, sometimes it unlocked stuff, and then it became an achievement thing, and then it was just kind of like, well, I do it anyway now at this point. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What else is on your list there, Mr. Kyle? Um, let's see. What was that guy? Um... Oh yeah, Death Trash. Um, just came out. Uh, I picked that one up. That one's super what weird. What the fuck is Death Trash? Okay, so it is a pixel style art. Well, well, the 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 game's like pixel art, but it, it's a RPG, like top down, isometric or whatever. Um, but it's real time. And it's very simplistic as far as the combat and stuff goes. But the whole thing starts out and you're you're just this custom character. It's a post-apocalyptic world. And uh, you're – it's kind of cyberpunk-y-ish. Okay. I don't know. Um, you're, you're, you're supposedly getting kicked out of this bunker you've lived in your entire life. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you go through this training course – and you kind of learn the basics, kill some zombies and stuff. You learn how to whack people with a stick or, you know, shoot a gun. And it, like, it almost feels like a, like a more modern version of, like, uh, old school uh, Oregon Trail <laughs> at times when you're when you, with the gun. You have died of cyber like, dysentery. Yeah. Like, seriously. Um, but so you get out of the base yeah and you beat this thing called the flesh kraken and by talking to this guy that that is friends with the flesh kraken it's this giant like squid like creature on the on this cave wall um he he basically has been there he can't leave he he needs to take care of the kraken and the kraken tells you that you're his friend and he needs more friends. <laughs> so right now I'm kind of on a quest. 
in this dystopian cyberpunk post-apocalyptic world um that's got an open world map and just i don't know simple but difficult gameplay um it does have rpg aspect to it uh, that does involve like when you talk to the characters uh there is like speech craft um you can tame these like flesh monsters so far i've only encountered these like little worm creatures but um since i have um animal uh instincts or some or animal training as part of my uh skill set i could like um basically train them and throw them at people <laughs> i think what's now stuck in my head for whatever reason i'm never going to get rid of that is flesh cracking Oh yeah, no. The 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 visuals to this game are like bizarre and disturbing even for being a pixel art game. It it's just it's so weird and like they they really lean heavy into this post-apocalyptic dystopian like thing. I it it's just it's weird. It's kind of assaulting like co- conceptually. I I don't know. But it it's really cool. Like even even in the trailer, one of the things they show is like this like giant humanoid humanoid thing that's like half muscle. It almost looks like an Attack on Titan Titan or something. That's like in a pond of blood, and it's bleeding out of its eyes, and it's talking to you about something. And I have a feeling this is one of the people that I have to meet to to make friends with the the flesh kraken. <laughs> All uh, this also it's really this weird. also came to my head now flesh kraken sounds like a um a death clock song oh yeah no like totally bizarre totally like post-apocalyptic very hp lovecraft is it okay but okay that's i was starting to get that vibe yeah when you were going through and describing that i was starting to get some of that but it's what a weird concept do, do you feel like it all works well together though uh, it does. Um, like I said, the the combat's a little simplistic as far as it right. goes, but um, it's difficult. Um, and it, it's one of those things that's just learning timings because you do have a dodge button that you can roll out of the way of stuff. You you are able to prevent yourself from getting hit, so that that's not the issue. It's all about the timing, and well. I guess I don't want to say it because I'm not a Dark Souls player, but get good, you know? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But it, it's not necessarily to that level. You find meat and stuff all the time because this, like, weird flesh monst- monstrosity stuff is all over the place. It's like ghostbusters america or some crap you know or is it or or is it more like that super mario brothers movie where they had like the the fungus all over the mushroom kingdom and that yeah totes yeah that's what i wanted to ask but okay yeah no it's bizarre it's it's cool um i've had a little bit of a rough time with it because it is kind of difficult but um it's it's fun and i'm enjoying that one good um and then course uh what else did i play uh sky hill it's the dumbest game ever. what is it i and i'm addicted to it okay so you remember how i was talking to you about those uh on on fanatical.com they have those bundles every now now and then where it's like 10 random keys for for like seven yeah bucks. Yeah, yeah 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 so i i did two of those um, one of them was Sky Hill. I'm pretty sure it's only like a 15, 10, maybe even $5 game. It couldn't be very expensive. Okay. It's kind of addictive, though. It's a clicker. Well, not a clicker. Uh, it's a point-and-click game, I should say. But the whole premise is it's roguelike. You're, like, trapped at the top of this skyscraper. And something happened. There's like a plague, and you're on the hundredth floor, and you have to make your way down. And so, as you make your way down, of course, you go down, and then you can either go left or right. And it's one room either way. It may be more than that. Um, I haven't gotten far mm-hmm. enough, but you know, it's so far. It's just the stairway room, and then the left room and the right room. 
And as you go down, the the items, because it's roguelike, are completely random. The enemies are completely random. Uh, so far, I've only ever been able to make it down to floor 70. I, I've, I've probably only put, like, I, I can actually check real quick. Um, maybe a couple hours into it. 106 minutes. So, just over an, uh, just over an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it, it's kind of fun. I'm kind of addicted. It's super simple, but it, it's one that I can load up and I, I can do like two floors and then walk away from and I don't feel too bad. Um, plus, um, I don't know. Uh, one of them that I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, get to was because this was the one that I slacked on a little bit this week. Uh, Mass Effect. I played a fuck ton of, but I, I'm getting burned out on it at this point. Mm-hmm. I've got almost everyone's loyalty. I'm working on getting Samara's loyalty right now. Um, and then after that, I think it's just Jacob and, uh, what's that dude's name? Zeke? Zaid? Zim Zalabim? I, I don't, I don't know. know. The, <laughs> the, the mercenary dude, the, the white mercenary dude. Uh, I have to get him, his, uh, mission complete as well. Right. But, uh... I've rediscovered where store locations were that I missed and uh, have to go back through and buy a ton of upgrades that I missed out on. And I've actually having a little bit easier time with the game, but at the same time, I'm just, I, I mean, it's so much mass effect at this point. It, it's I'm starting to burn out. So I'm glad I got to play some other stuff. Um, there was one last one I did play, though. Um, I actually started the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, yeah. How's that been? That's actually pretty fun. Um, especially if you, you don't want, like, a super hardcore, um, like, uh, XCOM game. Uh, and I, I don't know if you still have your Switch Lite, but this would be, like, the perfect bedtime game. Like... You can get on, do a couple moves. The so far the matches aren't like super super intense. I don't I don't I've never had a match last more than like three rounds. But I'm also in World One still, so. But yeah, it, no, it's it's fun. Uh, there's not as much to it as the uh, XCOM games, but I'm really enjoying it. I know it does get tactically a little bit harder. Um, towards the last, like, fifth of the game. So I do have that to look forward to. Cool. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely think if you if you ever get a chance, if you see it cheap, uh, pick it up. It, it's worth well, it. Well, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of getting ready to put my Switch light up for sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'll be honest. It's been sitting in its case now for probably about nine months so oh, it's behind man. on software updates it really needs to be charged and it's just yeah I, I think it's just i haven't done anything with it so i'll probably put it up on like facebook marketplace or something for like 180 bucks no oh, yeah so yeah i just I, I don't know about switch games right now i think when when whatever breath of the wild 2 is gonna be and whatnot you know I'll just use the other switch, but in the meantime, I just, I, I personally just, nah, I haven't touched it. I get you, dude. Yeah. Nah, I barely touched mine. Um, mine, I've kind of turned into, um, because my mom was actually playing it for a little while there. Um, she was playing Mario. What's what's the uh. The most recent Mario. Side scrolling. Oh, si uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> new Super Mario Bros, was whatever that... it is. Yeah, it was the new Super Mario Brother, new Super Mario Bros with Luigi or whatever. Yeah. Um, the the Switch version. She was playing that one and Sonic Mania, and she ended up putting it down for like three months. So I was like, well, screw it. I'm gonna get some use out of this if I bought the new thing. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, that that's kind of been my 
my bedtime console. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's unfortunately one of those things where it's just laying in bed and watching TV and being on TikTok or playing video games. That's about as far as my leisure time goes. Yeah, no, I I always uh, have the intention of actually reading on my Kindle, and I'll I'll get on a I'll get a wild hair and I'll charge my Kindle and I'll be like I'm gonna read. And then I read one night, and then it dies, and then it's dead for two weeks, and then I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna read tonight, and I'll go to like check it, and it's like almost dead or dead, and I'm like, oh well, I, I guess I'll charge it, and then I'll, I'll read for like two hours that night, and then like a month later, after that, that one night, I'll pick it back up. But yeah, I'm a little bit more consistent, at least with the uh, switch. There you go. <laughs> But was that it from you on the games front then? Uh yeah, that that was it for me. Yeah. I think that was everything for the last couple of weeks. So that's it for this one. Uh there will be no NPCs discuss episode again this week, though. Um not saying that we don't have any topics necessarily, but sometimes it's a little difficult to try to figure out exactly what you want to talk about. So in the meantime, go back and listen to some of our previous ones, especially our one where we're talking about cheating and hacking and, of course, the, uh, the uh, video game preservation. Because most recently in the news, a Super Mario Brothers cartridge actually sold for $2 million recently at auction. So uh, go listen to that video game preservation one and kind of give us your thoughts on that as well. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, if you have been listening to us, you must like listening to what we're talking about. And if so, what helps us out is subscribing to our podcast. So make sure to look it up on your favorite, po- favorite podcast platform of choice. God, I can't talk again. And uh, if you subscribe there, as soon as our episode becomes available, it will download right to your device of choice. Of course, our homepage is anchor.fm slash the-nbcs-podcast, the home of our podcast. All the links to the podcast platforms we're supported on are there. We're on social media on Twitter and Facebook at the NBC's Podcast. We're on YouTube at the NBC's Podcast as well. And of course, that's us. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you all next time. Laters. Laters.